The Gemara in Brachos on Chafav Amid Beis has a famous Shakla Vitaria, debating the origin of Tfila. The question in the Gemara is, did Tfila come from the Avos, or was it based on Karbanos? And each have very compelling reasons. Each of the Tfilos are almost entirely based on corresponding Karbanos. From the names of Shachris, Mincha, Mariv, and Musaf, to the times that they all must be said, the connection of Tfila to Karbanos is very strong. But at the same time, it's difficult to imagine a world in which the Avos didn't daven. If Tfila is based off of Karbanos, then that would mean that anybody who lived before we had set Karbanos didn't really have a set Tfila schedule. So the Gemara goes through each of the Avos and through a series of key words and times draws a connection from each of the Avos to Tfila. So it says Avram established Shachris because Vayashkeim Avram Baboker Elamakom Asher Amad Sham. The Puzzle says that Avram woke up in the morning to the place that he would stand and Ein Amida Ela Tfila, the only standing it's tefillah, and that's why we call our Shmon the Amida even. By Yitzchak, it says that Yitzchak established Mincha because of a Pasuk in our parsha by Yitzchak, Yitzchak lasuach basada lifnos erev, that Yitzchak went out to speak in the field as the day was turning. And ein sicha el tefillah, what, what type of sicha, what type of conversation do you think he was having? It must have been tefillah. So that's Mincha. And finally, Yaakov establishes Marev because the Pasuk says, Vayivka bamakom vayalensham, that he met him, he met at the place, and he slept there. And the Gemara says, Ein pegisha ela The only meeting, the only encounter that Yaakov had was tefillah. So after bringing strong proofs for both sides, the Gemara essentially compromises. It says that tefillah kenegadavos tiknum va'asmechinu rabbanon akarbanos, that the concept of davening, the concept of tefillah, was established by the avos, and the rabbanon relied on karbanos to formalize it. So I wanted to focus on Yitzchak specifically and the tefillah of Mincha, and the Pasuk in our Parsha. In Parach of Dalid, Pasuk Samech Gimel, the Torah tells us, And Rashi says, connecting to our Gemara, Lasuach, to speak, to converse, is Lashon Tfila. Right, that there's a Pasuk in the Gemara that is quoted um, from Tehillim, Tfila la'ani Hashem The Tfila of the Ani, of the poor person, is uh, Hashem wraps himself in, and before Hashem, Yishboch Sicho, you can pour out your Sicha, your conversation, that's a form of tefillah. And that is the premise for Yitzchak establishing Mencha. Rav Avram Shor points out that this formulation of tefillah is interesting. On the one hand, of the three words that were each used by the Avos to represent tefillah, Sicha is probably the most direct and clear. Sicha means to converse, to speak, as opposed to Amida, which just means to stand, or Pegisha, which means to meet, Sicha is probably most directly related to davening. However, in Parshas Ve'ashanon, there's a medrash that lists the ten different expressions for tefillah, and Sicha is not one of them. So how exactly are we meant to understand what Sicha is? What type of tefillah are we talking about here? So Rav Shor explains that one of the main aspects of tefillah is to feel a connection to Hashem. Is Dveikus is to just feel connected to cultivate a feeling of being bound to the Ribono Shololam, to the creator of the world, to the sustainer of the world. However, this is difficult because life is full of ups and downs and it can cause that connection, that dveikus to fluctuate. There are times, maybe we'll call it uh, when things are going really well and everything is going uh, great in your life, where it's easy to feel connected to have a genuine tefillah. And there are times where things aren't going so well and maybe we feel... Um, distant from Hashem, times of crisis, times of pain, that we have to be able to connect through tefillah to Hashem. 
There are experiences of Hester Panim, of concealment of Hashem's presence in the world. And that, says Rav Shor, is where we need Sicha the most. This idea of just speaking to Hashem. That even if I'm not able to daven properly, there still is a form of connectivity that I can have. More like a conversation than it is a, a prayer, but it's a simple recitation of words in the hopes of reattaining that closeness that we once felt. And this, says Rav Shor, was the tefillah of Yitzchak Avinu. And we also know that Yitzchak Davin Basada in the field, in the middle of the day, Livnos Erev. Mincha is arguably the most difficult of the three uh, daily prayers. You need time to set aside to Davin, and you need special concentration in the middle of a, of a busy day if you want to have a meaningful tefillah. Now, of course, we always try to find the most optimal uh, time and frame of mind and you know, to connect to Davin Mincha. But if and when we can't, there still is a tefillah la'ani. There's a simple way that we can connect with Hashem through sicha, through just simple conversation. And again, the Pasuk says, tefillah la'ani ki yatof v'lifnei Hashem yishpoch sicha. The tefillah of an ani is yishpoch sicha. It's just him pouring out his heart. It's pouring out his conversation. So we ask, in the form of a simple conversation, we ask that Hashem... Lift us, take us out of this state of, uh, of, of poverty that we're feeling. Bring us out of this Hester Pundit. Remove the hidden nature of Hashem and give us the ability to just connect, to open our mouths and call out in a more elevated form of prayer. Rav Shorts, he, he writes, quoting the Oev Yisrael in Parshas Vayetze, that the time that we're currently living in, it's a time of Gullus, there's an absence of the Beis HaMikdash, maybe an absence of feeling Hashem's presence in the world, we're living in a time of mincha, that our tefillah is the tefillah of mincha, the tefillah of sicha. And we are in the field without the Beis HaMikdash and without the avoda. We know that that's the ideal form of prayer, the ideal form of connecting to Hashem in this world. But we're in the field. We say once a year in Elul that Hashem comes down to the field. HaMelech Basada, He comes down to greet us. But in the field, we still have the ability to just converse with Hashem, to ask for better times to ask for increased closeness, to ask for Yeshua. Rabbi Sobolevsky, he adds to this idea of living in the times of Mincha. It's based on a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, on Yod Ches Beis. The Gemara is discussing the status of fast days associated with the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. And it says that there are different Zmanim in Jewish history that will compel us to fast. You have times of peace, times of Shalom. And these days are really times of celebration. You shouldn't necessarily have to fast during those times. And then there are times of persecution, and there's a chiyav to fast on those days. But then there's the in-between. It's not complete peace. It's not complete persecution. And these days, it's more voluntary. It's rishus. And although we have accepted to fast on these days, even during times where there's no outright persecution, technically, these three categories would govern the status of actual fast days, of whether or not we would have to do it. And Sobolevsky explains that each distinct era in our history was also foreshadowed by the lives and the tefillos of the Avos. Avram, we know, taught us to daven shachris, daven in the morning, during times of peace, when we're hopeful, we're optimistic for what the future will bring. And Yitzchak taught us mariv, we daven at night, when things are dark and uncertain. And that's when we have to reach out to Hashem for help, for guidance. Those are times of persecution. And then there's Yitzchak. And Yitzchak is somewhere in between. It's not the bright morning of Avraham's tefillah. It's not the complete darkness of Yaakov's tefillah. It's times of not complete peace, not complete persecution. The tefillah of Yitzchak 
is when we're somewhere in between. And this fits perfectly with the essence of Yitzchak. Yitzchak Avinu was not the founder of monotheism, nor was he the father of the 12 Shvatim. Yitzchak was the transition. We know that he dug the same wells as Avram. He stayed the course. He was given an idea and a new way of approaching the world and Hashem. And that he had to just secure that, to fortify it, so that he could hand it off to Yaakov. There was no flash to Yitzchak. It was just constant fire. Yitzchak stayed the course on an everyday basis. And the break that we take in the middle of our busy days to recite the tefillah of Mincha, that allows us to remember that Hashem controls all aspects of our lives, the good, the bad, the morning, the night, and everything in between. We also know that Yitzchak is the only one of the Avos who never left Eretz Yisrael. And right now, the land that he loved so much is currently facing unprecedented challenges. Mir Hashem, may we all be inspired by the tefillah of Yitzchak, by the tefillah of Mincha. May we all recognize that Hashem, Hashem just wants our sicha, our dialogue, our tefillah. He wants it now more than ever. It may seem like we're in the middle of a struggle. We don't know how and when it will end, but that's exactly what Mincha is. That's the zman that we are in. And that's why our tefillos have never been more critical. And we will we'll find that when we embrace tefillah, when we embrace the tefillah la'ani, and we're just yishboch sicho, we just pour out our hearts to Hashem, we're going to find a resolve inside that we never knew we had. We'll find a connection to Am Yisrael, to our people, a connection to Hashem that we never knew we could feel. And finally, hopefully, Amir Hashem will see progress and growth in our own personal development and path to becoming the best versions of ourselves. Good Shabbos.